open my mouth to speak and nothing, nothing came out. Because we're in um, shock. We're in straight shock. So obviously we read past chapter there was, 73. There was no way not to read past 73. Like, I felt like the stuff was on a roll and I just needed to keep going. And I went too far. I hit the sun. <laughs> I hit the sun. Yeah. Ashley was like, I read up until chapter 75. I was like, oh, well, fuck it. I'm going to read up until chapter 76 and I'll be damned. See? After she read 76, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, I got to read it because I got to know what's happening. Because Morgan's face was just like done. I was like, all right. Literally before we started recording, I opened to the last page I was on and I saw something. I was like, no, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> so jumping Come in. Again. Yes, we're going to discuss everything. Obviously, yeah. we are doing now and you know, get your bearings together if you have not read up until this point. We are going to be reading or reviewing chapter 63 through 76. Yeah. Jesus. You ready? I'm not, but you know, fake it till uh, you make yep, it, right? Yep, yeah. <laughs> so chapter 63, as they sleep, Feyre is dreaming of the cauldron and she feels the cauldron reaching out to her, which of course awakens her in the middle of the night. She tells Reese about what she saw. They go out to find Nesta came out of her tent. So did Cass, so did Asriel, Amran. Um, <laughs> Varian came out of Amran's tent. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yes. Aaron was wearing his T-shirt. But we already knew. We already knew from the way that he carried her out of that tent in the beginning of the chapter. Okay, yeah. So he carried her out of... Uh, he, they didn't even say bye to nobody. They, they were gone for hours. We already knew what was going down just from that little tidbit right there. So all of them are standing there. Amran felt it. And Nesta felt it because they were made. Yeah, same thing with Feyre. She was made too. So it's why exactly. Feyre also felt it. So they were trying to figure out because they kept saying that what they felt and heard was like this really soft, brutal, harmony type of voice. Um, and they immediately knew it came from the cauldron. The only issue was, as Favor looked around, they were like, where the fuck is Elaine? They were like, is everybody here present and accounted for? Where, where's, where's Elaine? Elaine? <laughs> so immediately, Nesta, hearing that, runs towards Elaine's tent and they find out Elaine is not there. Nesta's like throwing blankets as if Elaine was like hiding, playing hide and seek. Bruh, Nesta was, <laughs> yeah, Nesta was very much distraught. And Feyre said she heard a sob, like cry come from her that she had never heard before. And I was like, oh, this bitch is like. Upset, upset. Yeah, she's sad, sad. Once they figure out Elaine's gone, move into chapter 64. Cassian is like trying to comfort Nesta because Nesta's distraught. This This girl is. Yeah. You know. Nesta acts like she gave birth to this bitch, bro. Like, I just, I can't. I can't. What ends up happening is Asriel steps up and he's like, I'm getting her back. He was the only one to like, basically be like, I volunteered. And then Feyre was mm-hmm. like, well, you're not going by yourself. I'm going to. So ultimately what happens is Feyre uses her um, shape-shifting ability and she actually shifts into a name. And... Asriel, yes. <laughs> Asriel basically hands her, because we know Anath was wearing those blue jewels and, and crap. So Asriel hands her one, mm-hmm. one of his siphons. Basically, they make like a makeshift costume, cosplay type of thing of Anath's. Did you say cosplay? I did say cosplay. That's not how you say it. Cosplay. Cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they make a makeshift like costume for her. And then um, Asriel was going to be behind the scenes, like in the shadows. While Feyre, being a Nath, was going to just be out there and about, hoping to somehow find Elaine. Because there really wasn't a plan. Now, my thing is, okay, it was a plan made on the fly. It was an okay, half-assed, half-hazard plan, right? Mm-hmm. But what if, for some reason, a Nath actually survived the Weaver? 
Then what? You get two innates running around camp? Well, that was the thing. So that that was why, like, Feyre took a gamble here because she didn't know if Innate died. So she just kind of, like, went on blind faith and was like, hopefully this bitch did her job and ate the fuck out of this whoop. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, the Weaver, when she shoots, she don't miss. No. So, yeah. But that's what, that's what definitely scared me. I was like, all right, we'll see. Y'all are just with all the half-ass plans this entire book. Every time, every time, half-ass plans. So that's basically yes. the end of chapter 64. Move on to chapter 65, and they end up at Hybrin's camp. Basically, Feyre is, she is acting her heart out, trying to be a Nath to the best of her abilities. It was, it was cringy. She was like, yeah, I, what did she say? I gathered up all of the, um the obnoxiousness that I could and self-dignifying shit and whatever. And then she runs into... Um, Jiren. Yeah. Jiren. Yeah. And even the hybrid soldiers were looking at her like, Ugh. Oh, and then she also says, she favorite, admits, she, once she gets in there and she's seeing how the hybrid soldiers are treating her and how she is as a Nath, she's like, a Nath was most definitely a pet for the king. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So then they run into Jiren and Jiren immediately knows it's Feyre. Yeah. And he gives her advice on what to say, what to do, and then tells her what tent Elaine is in. Yeah. But she also makes a note of telling him because she sees one of the children of the blessed getting tortured. Yes. She's like, I need you to get her out for me too. They get into the tent so that the the hybrid soldiers don't think anything else. Favor is saying a prayer while her and Az are trying to get Elaine out. And they can't get Elaine out of her chains. So Azrael's like, fuck it. He puts her on, on his back. <laughs> With her hands tied around him. And he's like, all right, we got to go. So then at this point is when it is a very half-assed plan. I was like, this plan does not sound very thought out. It doesn't and it wasn't. And so they're running through the camp. And all of a sudden, we now learn that Hybrin has these hounds, like these dogs that are like the Naga. Yes! And the Naga are chasing after them. The soldiers are chasing after them. The king is just kind of taking his time because he knows he's going to catch up to them. At one point, Feyre goes down. I was just like, somebody, I can't. Somebody's not getting out of this. <laughs> As is still running because Favor is like, go. And the king is like taunting her. As is telling Favor like, run and don't stop. As we all know, Favor is not great at flying. God, no. At the edge, it's a free fall drop. So she's going to have to be able to spread her wings and fly out. So Tamlin actually shows up and he is helping fight off the hounds on Feyre. Right, because she so fell. So that she can get away. So she has yeah, enough time. she fell. Yeah, so she mm-hmm. she has enough time to run, jump, and make it out into into the the air. Right, because Azriel has a lane, and then he also has the other girl, and he's injured too. So he's in the air carrying both of these bitches. Like Feyre, come on! <laughs> I need to before we go on, because of course they do end up escaping. Yes, but I am so confusion because the last time this bitch saw Tamlin, he was a petty, brooding bitch. Okay, mm-hmm. petty, brooding bitch. And we didn't trust that he wasn't actually working for hybrid. Yeah. Like we were confused about it, about why he went to hybrid in the first place. But we were also like, okay, well, he's in it now. He's with hybrid. I don't think he's a double agent. And then come to find out he actually is a double agent or was a double agent. And he blew his cover to save Feyre. Now, listen. I know that we were talking big, big shit all throughout the series and all throughout this week because there's a couple of people on Instagram that had their panties in a bunch when I was talking about Tamlin, mm-hmm. okay? 
I'm not going to apologize, but I am going to say I did not expect that. And was that a little bit of redemption for Tamlin? Not a lot for what he's done, Mm -hmm. but he's making an effort to try to slowly be better. Almost as if he did realize when Fair was with him, he fucked up majorly. And that doesn't excuse anything, anything that he did. Right. But I did say the only redemption arc that I wanted to see from Tamlin was him risking himself to save Feyre and Reese. So now I'm just like, I don't, how do I deal with this character emotionally? How do I deal with this? <laughs> um, okay. For me personally, reading that, it didn't come as a surprise. I honestly really thought and have thought throughout all the books that we've read that Tamlin really did love Feyre. And that he really does continue to love her. And the choices he made were not the best. I will admit, like, they're not the best choices. And he could have went about this entire thing an entirely different way. He didn't have to end up mm-hmm. making a deal with Hybrin in order to get favor back. There is, his choices are his choices. And he fucked up in that sense. But I do think that the love he has for Feyre is, to him, pure. It's just like, I, I should have known better because Sarah writes complex characters. He's very complex. And so I should have known, I should have known better. I should have known better. And I should have seen it coming in. I should have expected it. But now I'm just sitting here like, I don't hate, hate, like loathe. I want to rip your throat out, yeah. Tamlin. Yeah. But I'm also like, I don't like you either. It's I, this weird in between. I'm in the same boat. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, good that you did this. But this doesn't excuse the behavior from the past that has led up to this point. This little exactly. bit of saving Feyre was great, and I'm glad that he did it. But you've done your your red ledger you, is way longer than just this whole little thing. Okay, Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> um. So at the end of the cat or chat at the end of the chapter, they do get back to their camp. This part was really, really special for me because I sat there. I was like, oh, all three of the sisters were hugging and crying and just like they slept you know, together. I know they slept together on the floor, like entangled with each other. They didn't want to let each other go. And I was like, oh, this is a sisterly bond we were asking for. That leads us into uh, chapter 66. Yeah. Feyre and Moore also make amends. Yeah. And we finally realize or we finally get to see what exactly Moore has been hiding this whole time. Why for 500 years she has not pursued Azriel, has not gotten closer to him. Moore is bi, but she prefers girls. Yeah. yeah. And she didn't want to tell anybody. And I'm like, oh, Moore, first of all, happy Pride Month. Thanks. Secondly, <laughs> girl, live your life. Okay, but I was conflicted in this chapter too because to me, I sat there, the way she was explaining it to Feyre, she even says she's like, I know it's shitty, but I sleep with men in order to still prove to Az or to show Az like it's not going to happen. Right. I get why she hid, you know, her sexuality, but at the same time, I didn't, I don't agree with how she's dealt with it. She's she's stumbled a couple paces back. She was one of my favorite characters going in. But this mm-hmm. whole ordeal where how she treats Cassian and how she's treated Nesta and how she's treated um, as for the last 500 years and going. Yeah, it's shitty. Yeah, I just sat there and was like, this isn't. Mm-mm. I No, I agree with that. It's like, I don't, I don't know why you thought that that was the best course of action. Yeah. And I get that you wanted to keep it a secret because everybody's, you know, coming out story is their own. And yeah, you'll do yeah. it when you're ready. Yeah. So I'm glad that she was able to 
confide in Feyre about that. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, you know how Asriel feels about you. And it's better to kind of just like nip that in the bud. Yes. Earlier on. Exactly. The inner circle is your family. They're not going to treat you any differently. Thank you. This is what I'm saying. The inner circle has proven that they are such a good family. They've taken each other on. Yes, they get into arguments. Yes, they get into fights. But they forgive each other and they turn around and they accept each other for what they are and who they are. And yet right. you're telling me you don't feel comfortable enough with your se- with your sexuality as is to at least tell the inner circle, these people you've lived with for 500 years who helped you in one of your biggest ordeals ever, you know what I mean, with, with how that whole marriage thing situation was handled and stuff and you're telling me that you feel as though you can't come out to them in any way and like it to me I don't know it just didn't add up if there was more of like a hint of judgment from them or something then I would probably understand well I think that's what she was trying to to say when she was in Hewn City or the Court of Nightmares the women there are supposed to be breeding mares and so They're supposed to be straight. They're only supposed to go marry off to men, have children, all that shit. I think with that mindset growing up, Mm. maybe she carried some of that shame. Right. I don't like, I don't know. I can't make excuses for more, but I I feel like maybe she was ashamed. Maybe she, she said definitely that she was afraid of her family finding out like her dad and stuff because she still has to have interactions with them going back and forth to the night court. I know that was one of the big reasons why she didn't tell anybody, but maybe, you know, she was ashamed that she didn't want her parents to find out and that kept her from telling anybody else. I don't know. I, I I felt like this, this I got it and I was like, great, I'm glad that we know now what's going on with more. But I just didn't agree with how she's treated as, and like you said, she could have nipped it in the bud to begin with. She could have just been straightforward with Asriel and just been like, listen, this just isn't going to happen. Like, I, I just yeah. don't see you in that way. You know what I mean? I see you as family, just not in that way. And even she says it, she's like, she does love him as family, and but she never wanted to step over that line. She like To me, I'm like, I'm like, all right, so you let this kid suffer for the last 500 years? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It's trash. I didn't say it wasn't trash. I just, it didn't make me sympathize more with her. I, I like just sat there, I was like, okay, I'm glad that we know, but I still think you treated a couple people really, really shitty. Yeah, a couple of people are owed some apologies, for sure. Yeah. Later on at the meeting, they find out that Hybrin's army is on the move since they now are aware that people know where they're staying. Right. And they're actually heading into the human lands, but they do figure out it is a trap. Yeah. Kind of like what they were doing earlier. They're trying to space them out and trying to um, drain drain them of all their energy. Yep. And literally, they're like, yeah, we know it's a trap, but we're still going to go. And I'm like... Legit, Reese is like, this is a trap. Favorite is like, yeah, but who would we be if we just let the, the the humans fend for themselves? And I'm just like, y'all would be victors. Y'all would be victors of this war. Y'all would be victors of this war. Not like, victors. damn, yo. Oh my God, not victors. So they decide that they're going to make this whole plan. They're going to be the, the saviors and the heroes of Perthian and the human lands. And at the end, Amran says that she's found a way to stop Hybrin's army. Yeah. And it involves all four of the girls who were made. made. So, and I'm like, okay, so we're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. Slowly, slowly, we're getting there. So then we move on to chapter 67. Reese and Feyre and all of the high lords who could winnow and any of the high fae that knew how to winnow were immediately out in the human um, realm. 
and they were grabbing people, explaining what was happening, and then winnowing them to the summer court. Cressida was there with food and being able to write people's names and things like that just to have a count. So basically kind of became like a refugee camp or something. It did. Yeah. But bitch, tell me why even the people that didn't want to go, Reese was like, I don't have time for this. Reese was fed up. Reese was like, listen, I got a war to get to. I'm just going to win on y'all asses to the summer court. And that's right. it. He's like, we're not going. We'd rather die than go with you. Where am I? I'm like, literally their mid argument. And Reese is like, Phew. He's like, I don't got time for this. Right. What ends up happening later on is him and Thera end up back at the tent. He passes out because he basically like used up all of his energy trying to winnow people to winnow people to and from. Um, And then Feyre sits there and she's like, okay, I'm going to go get this damn mirror for the bone carver. And I was like, bitch. She's like, yeah, I'll do whatever it takes to make sure that Reese doesn't have to exert himself or overexert himself. She was like, and then I winnowed to the night court. And I was like, bitch, didn't he tell you to leave a note or something? He told you to leave a note or something at the very least. Let's backtrack. Let him know. Let's backtrack. Because she definitely sat and was like, I don't want him exerting himself, not using all of his energy. But yet it was you who made him use all of his energy to winnow all of the humans to the summer court. (laughs) Well, what else was she going to do? Let them die? She also could have been like, all of the humans need to go further south. Yeah, that probably would have been smarter. It's all I'm saying. Wait, let me look at the map to make sure that was actually possible. Yeah, that was possible. She could have pushed them further south. But again, (laughs) she sat here and said she didn't want to deplete his powers. And yet, you are the main reason he is depleting his powers. Bruh, it was a a whole thing. Another halfly made fast plan. So that leads us into chapter 68. Yep. On page 606, Feyre gets to the winter, or not the winter court. She gets to the mirror, the Ouroboros at the night court. I guess. uh, Whatever the fuck it's called. The mirror. The mirror mirror that sees all at the night court. (laughs) Right. She's describing like how she's looking into it and it's like just showing her her own reflection. Then some creature of the goddamn night, she describes it and it's like a snake with paws. Yeah. So, well, okay. What I pictured was like one of those snake looking dragons. That's what I pictured. Like one of those long, snaky looking dragons. Dragon. You know, the long, uh, lizard looking dragons. That's not a snake. You mean like a kimono dragon? Uh, not a kimono. Uh, uh, a bearded dragon or something? No, not a bearded dragon. Okay. Whatever. The shit was weird. Anyway, so it's described as scaly and dark. And like you said, paws and stuff. I'm trying to find the actual description. It was literally like, it was some type of weird uh, chimera. Yeah. And I was just sitting there like, okay, what is this? It's fucking Farah. Yes. She was like, and it was it was the innermost depths of me. I was like, so you're a reptile? No, I think what this was was like a metaphor because the mirror is supposed to show you your innermost like dark fears and joys and like you, right? Like how you truly are. So she's deceitful? And she's a snake and she should not be trusted. I mean, let's let's sit here and really think about this. When she went into the, the spring court as the high lady, did she have good intentions? No. Oh, no, absolutely not. Exactly. So my thing is, is like, I think it shows everything that you don't believe you are, but you are. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So because everybody has a perception of what they are or who they are. 
And yet you don't know, some people can't accept who they really are. And that's what the mirror is supposed to show you. That's why every, whenever she mentioned this mirror, people were saying, oh, it'll drive you mad. It'll drive you crazy. Because who wants to really face their actual self? That bitch could have just went to therapy. Like <laughs> <laughs> She needs to go to therapy. And so like, ultimately, like she sees the beast. It doesn't say what happened after that. Next thing we know, she done brought herself to the bone carver. She gave him the mirror and he looks at her and he's all like, oh, you, you, you retrieved it? You, you actually went and got it. All right, cool. Yeah, let's go ahead. And she looks at him like, you, you gonna take the mirror? No, I don't need it. I don't need it. I just wanted to make sure you was worthy. Bruh, not when I read that, now the gap in time, the whole skip from her looking into the mirror to get into the bone carver, I was like, oh, something okay, happened. Did Some, I miss something? Something serious happened. Something happened. Yeah. And then when she got there, he was like, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I don't really need it. I just wanted to see if you could get it. Back. Are you fucking Back. kidding me? <laughs> I was pissed. I was like, so all that for nothing. Cool, 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 cool. You good. You good people. You, you good, good people. people. I help right. out. I help out. What? Like, what? You couldn't have just. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> she grabs his hand at the end. She's like, let's fucking go. <laughs> I got a war to win, dumbass. Let's go. And right. that leads us to the chapter 69, of course. So it's the next day before battle. They're on their way to the human lands and Feyre and Nesta stop. They change in the back of the wagon into their Illyrian leathers. And of course, Feyre always had her Illyrian leathers so, leathers. so I'm like, oh, okay. But Nesta put on Illyrian leathers and I was like, let's go, Nesta. Hold on. But you know, Cassian sat there and he's like, he was like, that's one girl. That's my girl. Right. He's like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's you see that? That's, that's, that's me. I did find it funny. It's not of great importance, but I found it funny that they also gave Amran Illyrian leathers. Baby leathers. But Reese was like, don't tell her they were made for a child. child. She was very upset. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> the part that got me about this chapter was one, Azriel gives Elaine his blade, truth teller. He is <laughs> never. Reese is dumbfounded. Reese is like, what the fuck? And then on page 12, Reese gives the family the most heartfelt speech. Aw, this was so cute. About how he's so glad that he's met everybody and that they're in his lives. And I was like, oh my God. This is really cute. Die. This is really cute. Whenever somebody gives a speech like that, like they, they're making amends with everybody or bringing the family together, or the friend group or whatever, they always die. They always die. Moving on. They finally get to the battlefield and both armies, Hybron's army and then Perithian's army, they're trying to take down each other's like shields, magical shields. At this point, the, the war has started. Everybody's out in battle, right? Then everybody stops. And then they the figures appear in his fucking Braxis and the damn bone carver. Yes. And he was like, oh, but you did it for me. <laughs> and then it gets better because yes. Feyre says, so now Feyre has a tattoo because we know that the bargains are all made with tattoos, right? When she says happy mating to Reese, Reese turns around and he shows her the back of his ear and he also has a whole new little tattoo. And then wouldn't you know it, a whole nother figure appears and it's the fucking weaver. Bruh, when the weaver popped up and looked back at them and smiled, I was like, oh, oh shit. shit. So then we have a whole happy family reunion at the end of this fucking chapter. So you move on to chapter 70 um, and the war continues now, but now we have monsters on our side. We have the weaver who is eating yes. the life out of every hybrid soldier. She's literally leaving a trail of bodies all the way up the hill. And getting prettier as she goes. Bro, I was it's like, crazy. I was like, wait, oh, also, also, the best indication that Anath is never coming back is the fact that the weaver is wearing Anath's jewels. I was like, oh. So then- 
Reese favorite, everybody that, that needs to get to the cauldron is standing at the top of the uh, ledge or hill or whatever. And Reese is basically timing it. He's like, you guys can't go just yet. We need the King of Hybrid to be distracted in order for you guys to make it. So they're like right. trying to time it perfectly as like the war is just happening and things are, people are dying. Everybody's going all over the place. Like the Legion, war, the Legion, the Illyrian warriors are like flying everywhere. It's, it's chaos. It is chaos. pure chaos. And then they see like two people or two groups of people appear on the opposite side of the hill. And wouldn't you know it, it's Eris and Baron and Tamlin shows up. Yo. I was like, slow redemption. Okay. Okay. It was crazy. And then this is the best part because Eris winnows to where they're at. He says that Tamlin dragged Baron out by the neck. Yes. By the neck. To go and fight this war. I was like, okay, Tamlin. All right. I was like, we we get in there. I was like, I, I had to stop again. Because I was like, I, 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 I just, Tamlin, uh, you're supposed to be the bad guy. Also, so besides them appearing, Jiren also appears with Grayson's army. And of course, Elaine is like, oh my God. Yeah, I, I will say again, going back to Tamlin, I really don't know how I feel at this point. I am so confusioned. With him. With him, but yes. But I am here for the very, very slow redemption. redemption. Um, So Feyre, Amran, and Elaine, and Nesta are now trying to make their way to the cauldron since the battle is going on on all fronts. Sides. And it's the weaver that's leading them to the cauldron. They're pretty much glamoured, hidden from sight. And then all of a sudden, Nesta... Well, now wait. I know this wasn't what she looked like, but it was funny when I pictured it. You know that TikTok where it's like me on the phone, my dog throwing up in the corner, and it's like... (laughs) 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 That's how I pictured Nesta on the ground. Like, (laughs) Like, she has a physical reaction to, um, like, what's going on. And then all of a sudden, she's like, Cassian! And I'm like, oh no, this is it! This, this is it. This chick never says Cassian's name. So the fact that she said Cassian, you knew something was gonna happen. Cassian immediately drops rank, like he he was at the front of lo- of the line of the Illyrian warriors. He immediately drops out of the sky, and next thing you know, the fucking cauldron just blew out majority of the Illyrian warriors. Right, turned them into fucking dust. Favorite was like, "It's raining ash. It's raining man. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> Real shit there. R.I.P. Illyrians. <laughs> but yeah, she literally, she saved Cassian, but damned everybody else. Th- that was the thing. So Cassian stops mid-flight. So he's in between where they're at. This is how I pictured it. He dropped out of the sky, but it immediately last when the cauldron hit. So he's like middle. He's like where everybody got blasted above him. Yep. And then at the bottom is Reese and Nesta and the rest of them. So Cassian's legit dead in the middle in the air. And he... They say his face was just pure devastated. He has a little bit of a, what is it, survivor's remorse. Also, in that way of that blast was the bone carver. Well, though they did one up top and then they did another one below. Because Nesta, like, she started throwing up again. She's ah. like, he's pre- he's prepping again, he's prepping again. Hyron did not give any fucks. They took out their own army just to get rid of the bone carver. Just to get rid of the bone carver. And the bone carver, knowing that it was his time, he turns around to like Feyre and kind of smiles, and not an evil smile, but just kind of like it was it was good knowing you type of thing. And then, right, it was my honor, right, to fight for you, and then gone, gone. Come on, man. 
it's so much. It's so much. I was like, really though? And like, and like now we know why he made her go to retrieve the mirror. Cause it's like, if I'm going to fight in this war, cause he knows everybody's death. If I'm going to fight in this war and I'm going to die. die for you, I need to make sure that you're worth dying for. Exactly. Exactly. That's oh. exactly what it was. And they said Striga, the weaver, like did a, a cry. Yeah, like a, for her brother. Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, first of all, ew. Because I know that probably sounded really, really bad. But also, oh. I mean, they hadn't seen each other in how long? They, then they, the first time they see each other is on war, is in war. And then he gets blasted straight out of the sky. I know. Like, I was like... All my favorite little creepy characters are dying. <laughs> oh my God. So then after the Bone Carver's death, move on to chapter 71. Everybody is like reeling from the fact that the cauldron blasted out and hit so many people. Nessa can't really go anywhere. Elaine is just whatever. And so Amran and Feyre are looking at each other. And Feyre is kind of like, can it be done with just me and you? Can we be just a duo and get to the cauldron and do what we need to do? And Amran basically says, like, what ends up happening here, I believe, is this is when the ships show up, isn't it? Yeah, so the rest of Hybrin's army is now approaching on the sea. So they are fighting to the north, to the east, to the west. Like, they are surrounded on all All sides now. There is no means of escape. That's why Hybrin picked... That, that battleground, yep. Because there was nowhere for them to run. Yep. And so now they're like, "Oh shit, right? This is, this is it. This is the end. We will, we will fight till the end." But God, but you damn. knew, you knew it was the end because Reese is talking in Favor's mind, and he's like, "Listen, I'm gonna give you a chance." He's like, "But if we go down, I need you to run." I was like, "Where are we? Where is this going?" I was like, "Where is this going?" And then Azrael was like. I don't give a shit what you say. I'm flying and I'm fighting. Then Cassian's like, I'll take this side. Whatever. We'll make it work. And then, and then, just like Ashley predicted, thank the cauldron. Miriam and Drake show up with their army. Cypherum, I think they're called or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they show up with ships on the water. And so Drake comes over and he's talking to Cassian and Reese. And he's like, you guys didn't tell us that you needed our help. He's like, where the fuck were you? Oh, we were still on the island. We just put up a glamour so everybody would think that it was destroyed. Yo. I was like, you... And nobody thought to test that fucking theory. Right, exactly. Nobody thought to... Exactly. When I read that, All I was like... fucking stupid. <laughs> I legit, when I read that, de- dead ass, I was like, for a minute, like, so you telling me they've been there this whole time? Whole the whole fucking time. time, bitch. The entire time. I was like, y'all is special. Y'all special. I was like, I'm I'm dead ass. I'm pissed because this this could have been not avoided avoided, but at least you you wouldn't have gone in. So like, right. you know, right. this is the last stand. Exactly. We will fall together. Like it just, it would have been, and you would have had somebody else to also bounce your ideas off of instead of going into everything half-assed. Exactly. So- they end up having a conversation for a little bit. And of course, Drake also mentions how they came to... So they were already on their way to come help because of Hybrin. Feyre and them were like, it was like, oh, so Lucian found y'all. And they were like, no. So what happened was, he was like, we were already on our way. And then we met up with the Prince of Merchants. He realized the queens were betraying the humankind. Like he found this whole, the whole, um, the whole story out, and he went to go get more help. Found Vasa, brought her back, ran into um Drake and Miriam, and Drake is like he named his ships after his daughters, and he was like his ships are named the Feyre, the Elaine, and the Prince of Merchant is on the Nesta. And when did you know it? Charging into battle, the Prince of Merchants is their father. <laughs> I 
was like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. Like everything is being wrapped up now. And I was just like, so that's where he's been all this time. He went to go get an army. Sure we're like, yeah, he gone. No, he went to go he get gone, the army. Gone. I was like, but where did he go though? He went to go get the army to fight hybrid. I was so happy. I was like, okay, Papa. I was, I was overjoyed. Like, okay. Overjoyed. And then the shit started to happen. Oh my so God. So we, we move on to chapter 72. And <laughs> bitch, we move on to chapter 72. Farah is like, okay, we have to move now. We have to get to the cauldron now. So Nesta is like, okay, well, you need to draw the king out. Offer me up as bait. Of course, Reese says no. And Cassian's like, yeah, baby, let's do it. <laughs> and they were like, fuck you, Reese. Nesta's like, you're not my hard lord, bitch. That's exactly what she said. That's exactly what she said. She was like, you ain't my hard lord, so I don't take orders from you. I just thought that was like, um, But he Nesta. is, and he gave you a whole job, bitch. So, okay, like, go off. And then it, I was really surprised, though, that Cassian agreed to this plan. And Amran and Feyre are going to try to run to the cauldron while nobody's there. And I was yeah. just like, this plan is not going to end well. But the whole the whole thing with Cassie's like, let me repay this debt. Yo, he was like, you're... He, the more he talked, the more teary-eyed I got. Because Reese was like, no. Cassian is like, listen... He's like, your mother was kind to me. Let, let me repay this debt. Let me repay her. And I was just like, God I was like, oh damn. my God. God damn. So Cassie and Anesta go off. Thanks. Amran and uh, Feyre are heading now towards the cauldron via the body trail that Stryga the has Weaver, left behind. Yeah. And then Reese goes back into battle. As they move forward, Amran is like, don't look back. Yeah. So then we move on to chapter 73. They're following the path of the weaver. Mm-hmm. They finally get up to where the weaver has stopped. Oh, and then like, so she further, then she becomes a distraction because Amran and Feyre hide. The King of Hybrids on his way down and he, she become, the weaver becomes a distraction. The king actually looks at the weaver. He's like, damn, he's like, you're like, he acknowledges that she's a god or a goddess of death. And he was like, you're an old kind. And she's like, yeah, you should bow down. And he was like, I should, but I'm not. And he snaps her neck and fucking throws her to the damn hounds. Right. And Pharaoh's like, she she might have survived had he not fed her body to, to the, the Naga hounds. hounds. I was like, oh shit, bro. The only person that's left now is Braxis. If Braxis dies, I'm done. If Braxis dies, I'm fucking done. End credits. <laughs> <laughs> so then what ends up happening there is the king does get distracted and then he leaves. Amran and Favorite run up to the cauldron. Favorite touches the cauldron because she's a conduit. Then this moves on to chapter 74. Before it moves on to chapter 74, she said she's waiting for Amran to touch it too, and she doesn't. Yeah. And then Favorite's like, oh shit, I fell into a trap. That's why I was like, I cannot just stop at chapter 74. I have to keep going, as did you. Right. So then we move on to chapter 74. Amran says, I'm sorry I lied to you type of stuff. But at this point, Feyre is being sucked into the cauldron the way she was the first time and immediately takes her out into the battlefield so she could see what's happening to everyone. Feyre sees Reese for the first time in his actual beast form. And I don't know, is he a bat? Is that what they were trying to explain? I think it's like, it's like a it serpent. sounded like he was a, like a griffin. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. It sounded like he was like a black griffin. Yeah. Then as those told, like as they're about to fight, the cauldron sweeps Feyre up and takes her to where Nesta and Cassian are. And then she sees the entire thing with Nesta and Cassian. So the king 
actually stopped on one of the ships, got their father, and then winnowed, basically, to where Nesta and Cassian were with the dad. Right, because he knew if he showed up there, she was going to blast him with the full might of her power. And he's like, bitch, I ain't dumb. Facts. Oh, my God, yes. So with that, Cassian immediately is like, okay, I'm going to have to fight him off. Unfortunately, um, Papa Artrin does not make it. He does not make it. The King of Hybron snaps his neck. He got a thing for snapping necks. Like, he do. What is wrong with you, bro? So when that happens, Esther, she like freaks the fuck out. Yeah, her power like just leaves her. Yeah. She's no more like she's she's no longer harnessing all that anger and stuff like no. that. It just like flickers out. And so Cassian's like, oh, shit. all right, while you recoup, I'm gonna go handle him. So him and the king are fighting. And then Cassian actually gets severely hurt. Oh my God, I felt so... I'm like, this this dude is always getting hurt. His wings are always getting broken. They're always breaking. Always. Like, he ain't never gonna be able to fly no more. That ends up happening. And Nesta, I thought this was... I don't want to say sweet, but this was very much like, oh my God, they're gonna die together. So Cassian can no longer move. My man is on the floor. He's done his best. Nesta does blast the king. She does, she does, um, she's able to like power up again. She was able to like basically get him away from Cass. She runs to Cassian and Cassian's like, just go, just run. He's like, he's like telling her like, I'm not gonna, I'm no use. Just go, just run. Right. And she's trying to pick him up. She's like, I can't do it. You have to help me. Right. I can't, I don't have the strength. And then the king gets up and he starts walking towards them. And at this point, Nesta is just kind of like, well, fuck it. If, Cassian's dying, I'm dying. Right. I was like, oh my God. She throws her whole body over him and Cassian hugs her and Cassian says these words. Wait, it was so sweet. Oh God, what did he say? He was something, he said something along the lines oh, like, it's right I here. Wish we have more time. Yeah, he's like, I have no regrets in my life but this, that we did not have time, that I did not have time with you, Nesta. And then he's like, when he realizes they're about to like die, He's like, I will find you again in the next world, the next life, and we will have that time. I promise. I know. I was like, oh my God. I was like, Cassian! <laughs> like, at this point, there's no sound coming out of my mouth. I'm just, just like, crying. <laughs> um, so at this point, the king, the king looks at them and he's like, oh, okay, so two for one. All right, cool. He's about to- We got a two for, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he's about to blast the fuck out of them and favorite all the while is watching this from the cauldron and she's like begging the cauldron she's like i will give you anything please don't let them die please 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 don't let them die and right out of the fucking shadows comes truth teller wielded by elaine and elaine right. elaine just basically stabs the fuck out of the king in the neck Elaine. Okay, way to grow some balls, Elaine. Thank you for showing up when it actually matters. Right. I remember I texted Morgan at, at this point and I was like, okay, liking liking Elaine a little more. I was like, I'm liking her a little more. I still don't like her, but I'm just like, thank you for actually doing something rather than sitting on for your helping. ass and sobbing about a man that no longer wants you. Exactly. So we move on to chapter 75. Yes. Nesta Gata walked away from Cassie and walked over to the king, took the blade, twisted it, so that it cut all the bone, all the tendons, all the muscle until she decapitated the king and held his head in her hand and stared at him. 
I was like, Bruh, this... not her staring into the eyes a death. of the decapitated king like she was gonna fucking Superman ray his fucking eyes out. Like, oh, I my just God. sat there and I was like, this bitch got her revenge. She definitely did. That finger, she got her fucking she revenge. She definitely did. And then that's that's when the cauldron basically sweeps Favorite back towards everything. And that's when Amron's like, you stupid person. And Favorite actually at this point is like, you betrayed us. I don't understand. And Amron's like, I didn't betray you. This is the only way that we could win. The Suriel gave me a message only for me. We cannot destroy Hybron's army by using the cauldron, but you can destroy it by releasing me Mm -hmm. upon them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Amron, no! Because we all know that once she's released from her her body, she's not going to remember any of them. No. And then at At all. At this exact point, it's when Varian shows up and he's like, babe, no. Oh my God. Varian is like begging. He's like, please, please don't do this. And Aaron, like, she won't look at him at first because she can't bring herself to do it. Yeah. But then she's like, you know, in my world, I watched humans and I watched the way that they loved. And I feel like I really could have had that with you if we had more time. And I was like, oh. She came to this world and she was able to experience the friendships and the love and having a home with the Court of Dreams Aww. and Varian, and now she has to let that go. I felt so sad for her. I felt so, yes, I was like, how many people have to sacrifice? Like, oh my God. And then she's like, before she goes, or before Feyre, um speaks the words to release her, she's like, I'm glad I met you. Yes. And I'm like, oh my God. Yes. And then, then Feyre releases Amran, and Amran is like a ball of light. She's just fire. Yes. She doesn't have a true form. No, it's just straight fire and like light. And she just expands. And Farah is like, she does look at them. And you, she's like, you can tell she remembers us in her form. They had such a huge impact on her that when she was released from her high fey body, that she still remembered them in her true form. And so once that happens... All hell breaks loose. She starts burning the fuck out of the damn hybrid (laughs) soldiers. Everything turned to ash in her wake or they just died from pure fear like Braxis. Yep. So after she's attacking everybody, she goes off to the water and she starts attacking hybrid ships. And then Feyre's like, she does all that she can before she turns into just a little glimpse of light and then flickers Flickers out. out. I was like, Amran Amran is dead. Amran's gone. Oh my God. So let's do a body count real quick. Oh God. All right. Starting with the Suriel. Okay. The Suriel. Then the, the bone, bone carver. Then the, the weaver. weaver. Now Amran. Like, Sarah, what the fuck? Okay, and so we went on and moved on to chapter 76. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, guys. I'm never going to recover from this. And this is where I went into shock. We end oh. up in chapter 76. Everybody's kind of in shock that Amran is now gone. Varian and Feyre are like, we got to get out of here because the cauldron was broken in three pieces when they when Amran was let, let out. Feyre looks over and she's like, oh shit, what did I do? When they say that like, basically the cauldron is what made Perinthian, it's what made the world. So if you break it, right. you've broken Perinthian. Perinthian is, is dying. And so she's like, oh my God, I saved my friends only to condemn them to death. So then- Yeah, to a different type of death. Exactly. So then Reese shows up and he's just like, how about you siphon power out of me and put it into the cauldron to fix it so that it is no longer a big gaping black hole that's going to kill everybody. And she's like, at first, Feyre says no. But then she's like, okay. 
And so they sit and they do it. And Reese, so Feyre, the way I pictured it was Feyre is knelt before the pieces of the cauldron. And Reese is behind her holding on to her. That's how she's able to siphon his yeah. power. And so yeah. she ends up reciting the spell that Amran gave her, tweaked it just a little bit. I think she like changed the word or something. And she recites over and over and over the spell that Amran gave her. And as she's doing that, she's siphoning out Reese's powers to help her rebuild the cauldron. I love you. And she tries to turn around and look at him. And he's like, I love you. And this whole time, too, he would not let her into his mental barriers. No. Yeah. And why, you might ask, would he not let her into his mental barriers? Because when that shit was done and the cauldron was put back together and all was said and done, Feyre turns around and Reese is laid out on the fucking floor. He's dead. Okay? He's not breathing. He I'm like, the one have to die? The one thing we were trying to avoid this entire book and it still happens. Like, I, and when I was literally, literally just read this, when Ashley and I were doing our testing for the audio before we got on here to actually record or record the podcast, I was like, I, I'm really upset. Yeah. I'm really upset yeah. because this is exactly what she was trying to avoid the whole book. And I knew like Sarah was building it up to happen, but it's like, damn bitch. Like I thought maybe he would get severely injured, but yeah. But also not for nothing, but did you notice it happened on chapter 666? Did you notice that? <gasps> you mean page 666? Yeah. Page 666. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. All I noticed was that Farah said she turned around and he was on the floor and he wasn't breathing and she could not feel the mating bond. And I was like, <gasps> so guys, I just want to give y'all a visual. Morgan is legitimately crying. Stop. Don't tell them that. <laughs> It's okay. Like, I just we love these characters. They've grown apart. I'm of just us. like I'm at a I'm at a loss for words. Like why why him? Like he gave everything. But that was why though. Ah, that's why though. Oh my god. That's what made. That's what makes him so superior to Tamlin or to any of the other High Lords is the fact being that Reese was willing to sacrifice everything. He had been under that mountain for 50 years, sacrificed himself for his friends, for the inner circle, for Valaris. Then officially meets his mate and is able to have time with her and realizes during this war, I might not make it out. And he's still willing to sacrifice. He's still willing to sacrifice himself. That's what makes him such a good High Lord. That's what makes him such a good high lord. It's just not fair. That's what makes him good. That's what makes him such a good ca- character, too. He's an amazing character. You sorry, made him such a good character because he's fucking dead. We don't know this. She brought back Thera. Yeah, but it's not the same. How, how is it not the same? They're both main characters. Because she was a human. We don't know. They could be. They could be able to bring him back. You don't know. I'm really upset. Like, anywho, that's where we end for this episode. Yes. So, on a, it's a very, uh, what is it? Oh, Solemn. it's very fucking emotional. Yeah. It's very emotional. It was very sad. Shocking, really, because I didn't really expect it to actually happen. Um, right. Like, I figured they'd figure something even out. Even with Amran, I was like, okay, well, Amran's a part of the inner circle, so maybe that's the big person that, like, dies yeah. because she was such a vital part of their lives. But yeah. I'm like, you're literally ripping out the core of the group. X. Like, for what? What is the reason? Uh, 
All right. So that's where we end uh, this chapter. The next chapters that we read are chapters 77 through 82. And that would be the end of the book. Um, Thank you, because I'm having trouble putting words together. I know. Um, With that, would you like to do predictions, or do you think we should just... No! Fuck this book and fuck you, Sarah. Okay. I predict this book is going to end horribly. Okay. I predict I'm going to be pissed. Um... I, I I'm just, sorry, Sarah. I didn't mean it. You know I didn't mean it. Okay, good. Because I was about to apologize on your behalf because I was like, if I want to interview this chick on this podcast. <laughs> I know. Um, but, okay, guys. With that, we're going to say we're going to exit out and finish up the book to see what actually happens. Um, but with that, we want to say thank you guys for joining us. We love you guys. We, love we you. really love Reese. And... <laughs> Always stay Wyatt at heart. Bye. Bye.